Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. It's 9.44 p.m. on a Monday, uh, November, what's today? November 15th. Um, and this episode uh, is just a little different. You know, this is a kind of a random episode. If those of you have been following me for a, a while, you know that um, there are times where I just host an episode uh, as part of uh, catharsis and as a part of uh, reconnecting with myself and reconnecting uh, with you, whereas, you know, most of my episodes have guests on them. Um, today I was in a, um, I was headed toward a downward spiral. And I'm sharing this story with you because so many of my episodes, at the end of all my episodes, I share with you the importance of picking up the phone, calling somebody, reaching out, and and I and I tell you that there's someone who wants to listen to you, who can hear you, and uh, who will reach back. But we have to be proactive in that, and that's that's exactly what happened for me tonight, and. Not that I was suicidal, but I was spiraling down. And if food, if, if for those of you who are just new to tuning in, um, I struggle with sugar. And sugar is so big for me because um, it, it sends me down this spiral. When I say sugar, I, I mean even from fruit whether it's bananas, oranges, apples, um, it just dysregulates me. It makes me a bit emotional. Um, and, and, and then those intrusive thoughts seep in. Um, and I, it triggers, uh, some suicidal ideations. And I bring it up because in this, I read a book every day. I, I bring it up for a couple of reasons. Uh, in the book that I read every day, 365 Tao, I'm jumping all over the place. I know that, but, but please stay, bear with me. Um, in this book, 365 Tao, Daily Meditations, it talks about how when we feel dysregulated, it's usually the result of uh, what we ate, meditation, or our environment. And the way I was feeling at the time had to do with what I ate. I ate some grapes, and then I ate uh, a protein shake that had banana in it, and then I ate popcorn, and then I ate more grapes. And I know. For most Americans, they would be ecstatic if that's what they had to eat. But here's the thing. The, the better we start taking care of ourselves, nutritionally, emotionally, mentally, financially, the more fragile is not the word I want to use, but then the, the, the more aware we become of when we're a little off or when foods don't 
agree with us, right? If, if we're someone who is always in a state of dysregulation, then it's, you don't, we don't notice when foods are affecting us because we're already dysregulated. You know, if I'm full, if, I'm, if I already have food in my stomach, um, then me eating more food is not going to change my state, right? Um, but it's not until we empty out um, and we experience sobriety, whether that's from food, drugs, sex, alcohol, whatever, that we then notice how different foods, different people, different environments affect our mood. And so for me, just even a few, I didn't have a few, I had like a pound of grapes and um, ate a, I ate what, what was supposed to be a small popcorn. But in retrospect, it was a, the, the bags are massive. Small bags of popcorn is what I had when I was a kid. Um, and, and it was, I mean, it was so small. Maybe you had 10 bites in each bag. They were, they were that small. Uh, they were also a, a dollar. Um, uh, so now they're giving us more popcorn and charging us more money. But the, the, in the book, it says the skillful use of foods is far superior to medicine. And and I believe that because I, you know, I've had, I've gone to therapists where they were trying to put me on meds, but it's the food. If I can, by getting my food and my nutrition honed in, then it's superior to medicine. And, and if you're on medication, continue to take it. Do not stop taking your medication. Uh, but while you're on meds, this is the time while you, you know, you're stabilized to work on your uh, nutrition. And then also uh, meditation. I meditated earlier today and something, there was a voice in my head that said, we need to meditate more today. And I completely ignored that, that voice. I was, uh, I was afraid to be alone with myself. And so I went to the movies. Um, which is, you know, then where I ate the popcorn. Um, but, and then cleaning up my environment. Michelle is very good about cleaning up the environment. She, she keeps everything nice and tidy. Um, so, you know, if you're feeling dysregulated right now, look at the foods you're eating, you know, or the alcohol or the drugs. Work on that. Work on that sobriety first. Work on a sobriety. Meditation. And then clean up the environment. This is a great time of the year to get rid of stuff. This is not the time of the year to be adding stuff. I, I know there's such a focus on gift giving and getting things for other people. But I like to think of, of these October, November, December, time to purge. Time to reset the the operating system. You know, your, your phone gets the updates. It's time to reset the operating system. Get rid of what does not serve you. Even the stuff that you're like, well, maybe one day I'm going to need this or use this. Get rid of that stuff. And, and then 
see what you need. A lot of us are looking first for what we need before we've cleaned out the, the obstacles, cleaning up our environment. Get rid of the stuff that's not serving us. So going back to the very beginning when I talked about feeling dysregulated and uh, you know the importance of reaching out to somebody, I went to go see this movie, Doom, and my back started to hurt a little bit because these movies are so long. They're 10 hours long. I mean, this movie, it, uh, obviously it wasn't 10 hours, but it feels like it's forever, right? And back when I was living in my car, this would have been perfect movie because, you know, there's AC, it's dark, I can kick back. <laughs> but um, but now that no longer serves me. The, the movie theater was, the movie theater and the gym when I lived out my car were um, my... Uh, they saved me, and and so I I was constantly praying during the pandemic for anybody who lived out their car because movie theaters were shut down, gyms were closed, and I, I just my heart went out to people who were living in their car. So if if you're living in your car, and uh, I hope things will open back up for you, but 24 hour gyms cars and and then you know the churches that left their door open during the day so you can go in and pray thank you thank you thank you um but so i I leave the the movie theater and i'm sitting in my car and i'm just you know i just had this big bag of popcorn for no reason i'm feeling shame i'm feeling guilt um i'm embarrassed and it, it, what it did was it also made me feel inadequate. There was a part of it did, it, or, or now I want to say made me feel. It brought up my inadequacies because to say it made me feel means that it, it, it put inadequacy in me, but that the, the feelings of inadequacy were already there because there's a scene in the movie Dune where, uh, and I'm not giving anything away, but his, 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 um, his leadership skill is tested and it's really and it. It's about like how much pain he can tolerate. And if he can, if he can't tolerate the pain, they're going to say he, they, uh, they're going to say he can't lead uh, because he's impulsive and reactive. And so as I'm sitting in a car, I'm like, I couldn't tolerate my back pain and my, um, and my neck pain. So I ate popcorn. Like, how does that help anything? When has popcorn been the solution for pain? Or or at least the the most effective, that's what I should say, the most effective solution uh, for pain. Because as soon as I finished the popcorn, and I did finish the bag, um, then I was just left with my shame and guilt still, and the back pain, right? And so, you know, because I, I recognize a lot of times when I have leaned towards food, drugs, sex, whatever, um, there's some type of internal pain or discomfort that I'm avoiding, running away from. I'm in, uh, I'm in a state of flight, right? Instead of turning and facing it and hunkering down and really looking at it and observing it and sitting with it and breathing it in asking it questions 
hey, what, what, how'd you get here? What's going on? Um, you know, tell, tell me about yourself. <laughs> Pain, angst, despair, disgust. Talk to me. Overwhelm. What, what, what brings you to these parts, right? And so as I'm sitting in my car and I'm feeling these emotions and I'm thinking about going on another binge, I'm like, I'm sitting out in front of Trader Joe's and I'm like, I'm just going to run in there and get all the things. Um, and then I thought about you guys, my listeners. And I said, you know, I, t- I tell them uh, to call and reach out. And as a lot of you know, I'm part of a, a group for sugar and carb addicts. And we have a, a WhatsApp. And so I reached out to them and I just shared. I'm going to tell you exactly what I shared with them. And I quote, I ate popcorn. Bad idea. Gremlins are chomping at the bit. And, and gremlins are, is my word for ghrelin because ghrelin is the hunger uh, hormone uh, that gets triggered when we eat sugar. So that's why you have a couple cookies and you want more cookies because the, the ghrelins are um, chomping at the bit going back. Uh, foods I haven't craved in months are surfacing. I'm embarrassed and ashamed sitting in my car inside a grocery store wanting to go on a sugar rampage. Mouth is salivating, breathing a short vision is narrow. And so for a lot of you all who struggle with addiction, you've been here. Right. With the 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 mouth salivating, the shortness of breath, the, the narrowing of, of vision, um, the, the spiraling, the shame spiral, the guilt, the, 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 the feelings of, uh, of worthlessness. Will Smith in his new book, Wilt, he talks about that. His father was abusive and he talks about the shame and guilt that he felt. Um, because he he didn't respond, he cowered, he shrunk, he turned away from. So, you know, and all these are feelings, and he said it was the one time that he thought about suicide because he he felt inadequate, he felt uh, uh, powerless. But he found a way through. Religion is, is what, his grandmother and religion um, is what uh, pulled him through. And that's what worked for him. You know, so we all have to figure out who, who we're serving here. Um, we're all going to find strength from different areas. And so my, my, my good friends in the group, I posted this in the group, and immediately my friends responded in the group. Drive away from there, Leo. Put your car in drive and leave. Another friend responded, oh, I'm sorry. Popcorn is one of my favorite drug foods. I know you are strong. This is not your food anymore, no matter what. You're doing the right thing. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Try thinking that you will feel better without it. These thoughts are addiction speaking. Take deep cleansing breaths. Make the next few minutes awesome. Thinking of you. I love that. I really love that. Um, 
And then somebody wrote, delete, cancel, vacate that assignment that tried to swallow you. So glad you are home now. So dope. And so these people reached out, but they only responded because I took the first, I had to take the step and be vulnerable and trust that what I did is separate from who I am and trust that they would catch me. And in, in this is not even the first step. The first step was that I even joined the group. I had to join the group and then I had to participate to build rapport and support. And then I had to join the, you know, I didn't have to, but then I joined the WhatsApp and now it's, it's now it's serving me it's, it's being of service to me when I need it because I've been of service to, to others in a group who have also shared but the but the but we have to make that first step we have to be proactive in creating a community around ourselves to make that happen I'm reading this book heavy uh, and I forget who it's by, but it is a heavy, oh, it's such a heavy book. I, I mean, it's it's taken me a while to read it. It's it's by Kais Lehman, and I'm probably mispronouncing it. Uh, it's an American memoir, and his he's with his mom. He's 18. He's with his mom, the character, and she's about to get on a plane and leave him. And she says to him, don't fight when you're angry. Think when you're angry. Write when you're angry. Read when you're angry. And it was so powerful for me because I'm listening to that as I'm driving home from the movie theater. And I was like, God, she is talking to me right now. And and she's saying to me the things that I'm sharing with you all, you know, every episode, we that's why we are always emphasizing journaling, reading, um, you know, you know, meditation. Meditation is a way for us to create space in our neural pathways so that we can think things through instead of reacting uh, to everything and can I, you know, you know, it's strange about one of the things that helped me to hold on um, was thinking about my practice, was thinking about practicing guitar. Because I, I, I recently picked it back up and um, I've been with my guitar teacher for maybe three or four years. I still could not play a song from beginning to end. Uh, and, I, and actually... I've probably been with her longer than three years, and that, and there's not I could I can't pick up the guitar to this day and play a song from beginning to end. Uh, but I love uh, the guitar practices, and I love practicing the guitar. Um, but in the middle of my shame and guilt, I thought about the guitar, and I was like, I am looking forward to strumming the guitar. And I bring that up because. When we have things that we are putting effort into, whether it's guitar, 
or writing or uh, cooking, uh, maybe building a thing. I know a lot of people uh, are into crafts. It could even be children or projects. We have, but but things that require skill. It could even be swimming, right? You're working on your your technique or getting your time down. Um, when we have these things that we're looking forward to, it could even be a, a party or you know the holidays are coming up. Whatever it is. Um, Man, that I tell you what, that sliver of hope, that that sliver of uh, excitement, that it really it it came through. But once again, it was only there because I had been working at the guitar. I've been practicing the guitar like furiously for the past few days. Had I not been practicing the guitar, I don't know if anything would have came through. And, and that goes back to saying that it's not going to be just one thing and the same thing that saves us every time, that buys us space, that grants us more time, that allows us to zoom out and be present. It takes a village. And when we say village, it's not just about people. It's about experiences. It's about things we're putting effort into. Things we're showing up for. People we're showing up for. Events. Things that we're creating and building. It takes a village. There's a um, article and I forgot what it was in. I just read it. And it talked about how journaling is great for chronic pain. And I bring this up because, you know, I was talking about how I was at the movie theaters and my, my back was starting to hurt. And it's true. When I sit down a journal, I'm talking about pen in hand, pen to paper. I'm not talking about click clacking away. Emotional pain physical pain like it's it it just helps me to be present and of course that 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 vibe comes and goes and sometimes you're sitting there for too long you just it's not necessarily pain from sitting for too long but more um stiffness i just feel stiff or tight like i need to stretch and get up and move about for some people it could be sciatic pain but uh most of our pain especially our emotional pain can be managed with putting pen to paper, writing. And, and there's science to back that up. Now, how long you have to write? Just write until, you know, your hand starts to cramp or you run out of paper or the ink runs. When you, when you feel emotion, when you just feel physically like, it's, it's, I'm, like when I practice a guitar, I practice until my my hands, um, you know, cramp up and don't want to do it anymore. My neck starts to stiffen, and it doesn't take long. I'm old. I'm old. Forty five. 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't take very long at all. And for my insomniacs, my people who are, you know, struggle to sleep at night instead of, you know, watching TV, just try writing. You can still watch TV. Try writing first, just a couple notes, and then cut the TV on. You know, maybe what you're thinking, what you're dreaming, what you're what you're experiencing. You can even write, this sucks, another night I can't sleep. Late night I can't sleep, I toss and turn, candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned. Uh, who was that? Ghetto Boys. I'm going to have to listen to that tonight. Put pen to paper. Reach out. And going back to the, the quote from the book Heavy, don't fight when you're angry. Think when you're angry. Write when you're angry. Read when you're angry. And you could swap out anger, angry for whatever you're going through, whether it's you're feeling suicidal, depressed, sad. Maybe you're excited, you know. Sometimes excitement can be uh, a dangerous um, dangerous thing. Uh, so what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to finishing Will Smith's uh, new book. Um, it, it, was, it was so powerful. We, we went to go see him, uh, Michelle and I, and uh, he talked about the, one, the big thing I, I took from going to see Will Smith talk about his book, he's doing a book tour right now, is he talked about self-care. And maybe I mentioned this in the episode already. So my apologies if I had. And that it's not getting a massage or going to a spa. It's more about um, who we're surrounding ourselves with and how much sleep we're getting. What time are, you, what time are we going to bed? What are we eating? Are we eating foods that are taking care of ourselves? Are we watching, listening to things that make us, you know, feel empowered and and present and encouraged? I I mean, for me, I I, I love a good dramatic. I watch Narcos. I love serial killer shows. Um. So I uh, no. You know, this is not about perfection, but it's just about finding those areas that for you really are chipping away at the at how effective you want to be and how you want to show up. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I don't know how to end these episodes. You know, if you're if you're someone who is struggling with emotions right now, let's just you know what? Let's just sit here for a little bit. Let's just let's sit here and hang out.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. For you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK or any of the other international phone numbers that are listed in each and every one of the show notes. Because I know I got listeners from around all around the world, the same song is just the same old song. Yeah, because we got listeners out there in the Philippines, uh, Budapest, Sri Lanka. Shout out to you in Sri Lanka. Uh, where else we got listeners? Oh, yeah, we global right now. We have gone global, and it's all because of you. My listeners, we got listeners out there in France. Shout out to France. Uh, I'm not even going to try it because I know French people hate when Americans butcher <laughs> their accent. Uh, shout out to people in the United Kingdom. Canada. Australia. Oh, yeah, the Aussies in the building. I, I, gotta, I swear to you, within the next 12 months, I'm going to make it to Australia. It's I said it is done. You know I have two continents left to travel to, so thank you. And then for my for my U.S. peeps, thank you for my listeners out there in Spokane, Washington, Denver, Colorado. Shout out San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Excuse me, L.A. in the building, of course, and wherever wherever you at in the world, whether you're in Florida, Texas in the world and I said Florida. <laughs> you thought it was gonna be like Belarus or Israel. Is Israel or is uh, let me stop right there. It's late. See it's ten it's ten fourteen. I should be in bed right now. This is what happens when you try to podcast after hours. Peace.